Get out the insurance cards, get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends, as this video is brought to you by DrRoto.com. And in the blink of an eye, it is week four of the NFL season. And we're back with another edition of the Consistently Cash and Podcast that you can find here at DrRoto.com. I'm Colby Conway, at Colby R. Conway on Twitter. And with me, as always, at The Real Made on the Twitter machine, in the Twitter sphere, however you want to call it, Ron Rigney. Ron, how are we doing on this fine as we record this? It's Thursday evening. Doing good. Uh, shaping up to be a, a, a huge matchup tonight with a couple of excellent, stellar Super Bowl caliber defenses, a couple of number one overall picks at quarterback in in the Bengals and the Jaguars. Uh, so we're getting ready to watch that. But first, we're going to uh, maybe win you a little cash this week. Colby, I don't know if we ever really connected after last week. How did you do with your lineups? I think there was a reason we didn't connect after last week, okay. Ron, if I'm, be, okay. if I'm being honest with you. Um, right. I think that might that might be the case. It wasn't horrible. I just missed by a couple points in mm-hmm. one of them. I think I think DraftKings. I was close. My FanDuel lineup stunk. Actually, the lineup I made yeah. at about twelve fifty seven was actually really good, um, but not the <laughs> one I did midweek. Yeah. Okay. I think I was I think I was kind of in the same boat. I think I did end up cashing my my DK lineup that was in the article by a couple points. But my FanDuel, I, I was on with Bob last night, and I ventured to guess that I think I had the lowest scoring lineup in all of FanDuel. I think everybody that entered a lineup probably scored more points than mine did. Even the people that did the five mans or single games? Yes, I'm pretty like sure that, that wow. they did. It was it was pretty abysmal. This is completely unrelated to actually it's not related. It's on FanDuel, which makes it related to the services we're putting out here. I saw FanDuel is doing a bad quarterback battle and there's different <laughs> tiers and like you get seven points if they lose a fumble. You get ten points if they throw an interception. <laughs> I want to say there's bonuses if it's like a pick six, I believe. Um I just <clears throat> I was scrolling through getting ready to prepare my lineup for this weekend to lock it in. And I just saw this bad QB league and I was like, all right, well this is a three dollar entry. What does this look like? Well there's different tiers and you can go through plus 10 for an interception. You actually lose six points if they run a touchdown. So it's it's interesting. I'm going to throw my hat in the ring there, but we won't really delve too deep into strategies behind that so, other than – So you're, you're telling me that for once, Zach Wilson could be the top-scoring quarterback in a FanDuel contest. He could. He's part of Tier 1. The only thing, he's got okay. some stiff competition there with Jacoby Brissett, Ben Roethlisberger, <laughs> and Davis Mills. So there is some mm. tough, tough competition mm. there. So – yeah, if someone just tuned in right there and heard all they heard is Zach Wilson, highest scoring quarterback on FanDuel, <laughs> they might not be listening anymore. But you know what? That's okay. Because we have a lot of good information here for the games that you're entering this weekend, for your cash games, your double-ups, triple-ups, maybe even a quintuple-up if you're feeling a little bit frisky and you feel confident about the lineup. But we're going to switch it up a little bit this week. So as always, we'll talk about the games that we are targeting, games we are avoiding. But then Ron and I are actually going to go, well, not rapid fire, but we're going to go kind of popcorn style and put together basically a combined lineup. Usually if you read the consistent cash and article at drroto.com, you'll see that there's uh, FanDuel 1, FanDuel 2, DraftKings 1, DraftKings 2. Those are Ron and I making individual lineups, but we're going to come together for a podcast exclusive that you only hear on the podcast. It won't even be put in the article. So make sure you listen to here. Keep listening. If you read the article, make sure you come back to listen to this so that 
you can see this podcast exclusive lineup that we're going to put together in a little bit. But Ron, I'm going to kick it off over to you first. What is the game that you are targeting or one of the games that you're targeting this week that you just think, as I like to say, is just oozing with fantasy goodness? I think there, when, when I'm going down the list here, there's a couple of games that have some high totals. We kind of talked about this off air that I think are going to be under that. But one of them I think is going to be right at the total of its ad. And I think there's quite a few options here on both sides of the ball is that Washington football team at the Atlanta Falcons, the one o'clock game there. And, you know, one of the things that I, I've talked on in a couple of places, and you'll hear me talk about it quite a bit here, is that Washington football team pass defense is giving up the most fantasy points to quarterbacks. They are not good in that back end. That front seven is not really compensating like they should for that secondary. So I think that Matt Ryan has a decent game. I don't really have exposure to him. I do like Calvin Ridley a lot. I like Mike Davis a lot. If you got Cordero Patterson, I think he might be a guy as well that you could start and get some receptions out of that backfield with. But the other side of the the other side of the ball, Atlanta cannot defend anyone. So I like Taylor Heineke a lot. I like Terry McLaurin a lot. I like Logan Thomas a lot. And 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 yet again, I think those are going to be some names that, that you're going to hear uh, quite a bit coming up, uh, especially towards the end of the podcast. Yeah, that game is going to be interesting. If you like, I mean, Matt Ryan's been bad this year. Don't get me wrong, but I believe it's DraftKings. He is dirt cheap. Maybe it's FanDuel. I don't remember which one it is, but there's one site that he is just incredibly dirt cheap. Almost, It's almost a slap in the veteran's face, if I'm being honest. But anyway... Game that I'm targeting, Minnesota-Cleveland, same type thing. Both both pass defenses are vulnerable. I believe Cleveland's one of the worst against opposing wide receiver ones. And the Vikings, I think we've talked about them in every article so far this season here on Dr. Bo for the consistently cash an article about wide receivers against them. So it's mostly the passing attacks that I like in this game. So I like Odell Beckham. I love Justin Jefferson. I like Adam Thielen. You can try K.J. Osborne if you think it's his week. Kirk Cousins might be one of my favorite plays on the entire slate, and I can't believe I'm saying that, but here we are. So that's that's one game that I'm definitely looking at. So, Ron, how about a game that you're avoiding? There's just not a lot of fantasy juice there for you. I mean, there's there's one – the one that I kind of scroll down through and realize I don't really have any exposure to at all is that Giants-Saints game. And, and I think I picked a game last week that the Saints were involved in, and I just don't really see – what, what they have to offer me right now. Now, Alvin Kamara, I think I think he's a fine play. I just didn't really fit him in anywhere, but I think you could do it and feel good about it and still put a lineup out there that you like. I don't I don't really like a whole lot about the Giants on, on the off, on their side of the ball. You know, we saw Saquon Barkley kind of come back to life last week. I don't know if we see that two weeks in a row, especially against that Saints defense, but I just don't find myself having a lot of interest in this game. It's only got a 41.5 total. And I think that it could get it, it might have a shot to get a little bit under that. I just don't think there's there's going to be a whole hell of a lot here for you to like when you're putting that lineup together. For me, the game that I just I don't have much exposure to it. You can kind of sell me on maybe a wide receiver on the opposing team, but I'm really not touching it. I can't believe the over or the over under is this high. But Ron, let me put it to you in a riddle. What is five foot ten? I'm putting that in air quotes. You can't see me, but it's air quotes because I don't know how much I believe. What's five foot ten and winless against the Rams? Um, let's see here. Uh, that's a that's a pretty good riddle. I'm going to say, um, Kyler Murray. It is Kyler Murray ah. is winless against the Rams since coming into the league, and when you look at his numbers. Oh boy! So in his first game against the Rams, 163 passing yards, no touchdown, one pick. Came back 325 yards, two touchdowns, and two picks. Had a good first game 
against them, throwing for 173 yards at three touchdowns and one pick. And then I believe in the second game is when he got hurt because um, he was only 8 of 11 in that game. They did lose 18 to 7. I could be wrong there. But he is winless against the Rams. But one of the big things that caught my eye, here are his rushing totals against the Rams. Four for 28, two for zero, five for 15, and two for three. I don't know what the Rams are doing or have done, but Kyler doesn't run against them, and he has not looked great throwing the ball against them. If if this game gets its over-under, which currently sits at 54.5, it's probably because the Rams are putting up close to 40, to be honest, which, I mean, they can. So if you like Cooper Cup, might as well play him. The dude's phenomenal right now, so go for it. But I just – I don't know. Kyler has not been good against the Rams. I – if you're playing that bad quarterback contest in tier six, you have to pick like one of like the four best quarterbacks in the league. I would definitely go Kyler there. Kyler there. Cause he just had he just some struggles against the Rams. So that game just to me, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just my disdain for Kyler against the Rams is distracting me from everything else in that game, but I'm just not seeing it. So rather than talking about players, usually Ron and I do the high priced mid priced and low price guy for your lineups. And then we give our building block for the week, but we're just going to go ahead we're going to put a lineup together because why the hell not, right? Might as well do something different. Let's see if we can shake it up here in week four. And I'm sure there's something where by the fourth week of a podcast into a season, you have to do something new or you'll lose 18.2% of your viewers. I, I made that up off the fly. So we're going to go with it. Pretend it's real, Ron, all right? Sounds good. I feel like we're, we're, going, to, we're going to call this the Voltron lineup. We're going to come together like Voltron on the podcast. I have no clue what a Voltron is, if I'm being honest, but I'm going to agree with you. And that, 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 that shows my age right there. That shows that I'm way older than you. I, I see anything I say there is going to make me sound like a, like a young entitled. I don't even know what other word to use, but oh, Ron, you're not old. You just, Thanks, buddy. I don't, I don't know when your birthday is. I don't know when it is, but I think I remember seeing photos with you with like a 20, like a 20, a two and a five balloon. I think you just turned 25, I think. So nah, you're good. You're still young and scrappy with biceps bigger than ever. Right. There you go. Thank you. Perfect. So what we'll do, I let Ron have the majority of the lineup this week. So obviously, you know, FanDuel and DraftKings, you get nine spots in your lineup. This week, we decided to go on FanDuel. We'll see how we do. Maybe next week, we hit the DraftKings. Who knows? But I let Ron have the majority. So he got quarterback, a running back, a receiver, a tight end, and the all-important defense. And then I got a running back, two receivers, and a flex. So Ron, you got the quarterback. Who is going into this Voltron lineup that we are talking about here? So a couple different ways you can go here, but this is a guy I also wrote about in my uh, Start Sit'em article this week, and obviously it's a guy that I want you to start, and that's Taylor Heineke. I talked about him before. I, I like that price point on FanDuel at $7,400. I like the fact that Atlanta cannot defend anyone. They are sixth most fantasy points against a the quarterback. They've given up eight touchdown passes, but the thing, the two things that I really like about this matchup is, number one, Atlanta has yet to record an interception on defense. And that Washington secondary that we thought was going to be good, like I alluded to before, it, it, yet again, it, it's going to get Ty, Taylor Heineke a lot of volume as far as having to pass to keep them in the game. I love the way Taylor Heineke plays the game. If you haven't had a chance to watch him, watch the dude play. He plays hard week in and week out. It's like he's fighting for his life on every play. Fun to watch, but I think it's going to be an extremely good matchup kind of like we alluded to before, but especially at that $7,400 price point, it allows you to get some other high price guys like the Alvin Kamara's and maybe even the Derrick Henry's of the world into your lineup and feel pretty good about it. Absolutely. And that's the first thing I did when I came to my running back spot. I wanted a top tier running back. There's a lot of mid price guys that I really like, but there's two 
you actually hit my favorite high price guys, and it's not really a surprise to anyone. It's Derrick Henry and Alvin Kamara. But for me, I'm going with Kamara. He's basically what we've seen this year with Kamara is if it's a positive game script, he's going to be fine. And that's what it should be against the Giants. I don't know who Daniel Jones is going to throw the ball to, to be honest. It seems like all of his receivers are hurt or banged up or bad, one of the three. So it'll be interesting to see if they can score on the Saints defense. But for me, looking at Kamara, I said in the article, don't be surprised if he pushes for 30 touches this game between his carries and his work in the passing game. The matchup against a soft New York defense that has allowed the eighth most fantasy points per game to running backs this season. Kamara is always one of the more consistent running backs. He is an easy cash game staple this week against the New York football Giants. So that takes us to our running back two. And Ron, that was all you. So you, you mentioned Kamara being at 9,000. Like you said, I like Derrick Henry. I think I actually have Derrick Henry in my DK lineup this week. But I, I went ahead and went with one of the cheaper running backs, and that's Trey Sermon. And I think Trey Sermon, you know, if they even go by committee, I think Elijah Mitchell is supposed to play this week. But I feel like they want to – I feel like Trey Sermon might be the guy that, that leads against a Seattle defense that's mo- the most generous in the league to fantasy running backs points per game. They've allowed 400 yards rushing, three rushing touchdowns. They've allowed 27 receptions out of the backfield, which I believe is the most in the league to almost 250 yards receiving out of the backfield. So I think that, you know, if you if, if you want to go with one of those Niners running backs, I think Sermon's going to be the guy that's going to lead the charge. Got in the end zone last week. The other numbers weren't super, super great, but I think it's going to be awfully hard for him to not have a good game this week against that Seattle run defense. And he's only 5,900 bucks. So if you're going to pair him, you know, with that $9,000 Alvin Kamara, I think that makes for a nice little pairing there that evens out your salary. And then seeing that you went with Sermon allowed me when we started at wide receiver to go ahead and let's let's get a stud. I really like Dante Adams against Pittsburgh because he's the only one that they throw to. But for me, I dropped down a little bit, 7,800, and I went with Justin Jefferson. And here's why. He's the number one wide receiver on that team. I don't think many are questioning that. Thielen has a nice role in the end zone, but Justin Jefferson's the number one receiver for that team. Uh, Football Outsiders has their DVOA metric, which I absolutely love. And I'm looking at it here. Cleveland ranks 26th against the opposing team's number one wide receiver. And in terms of yards per game, they're allowing 121 receiving yards per game to the opponent's number one wide receiver. Again, that's courtesy of Football Outsiders. I love that DVOA metric. And, for me, that was enough. He's coming off a big game. Kirk Cousins loves to throw to him. You'll see in my DraftKings lineup, and honestly, I'm sure a lot of lineups out there, there's going to be some love for the Minnesota passing attack, and there's going to be stacks of Cousins and Jefferson. So for me, even though our quarterback is not Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson is a more than fine standalone play, uber consistent, should put up another clutch game this week. So, so far, we're looking at Taylor Heineke, Alvin Kamara, Trey Sermon, Justin Jefferson. And I'm going to go ahead and let you say your receiver here. I'm glad that you put this guy in because the team that this player is facing is actually, in terms of DVOA, the worst against opposing wide receiver ones. So, Ron, who's our wide receiver number two? Literally the worst. So, we stayed in that same game, that Cleveland-Minnesota game, went with, with OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr., and it looks like he's back, he's healthy, was targeted nine times against Chicago last week in his return game back. I believe he hauled in five of those, if I remember correctly, at 5 for 77. And we all know that Jarvis Landry is on IR. We know that he's out for a bit. So I think that, you know, Odell Beckham is the guy that I liked in seasonal because I like the price tag quite a bit. I, I even got him as my wide receiver three in a couple places, which I feel really good about. But I feel really good about him this week. Vikings third most generous 
against fantasy wide receivers. I look for this to be pretty decent total as far as when we're looking at the scoreboard, when it's all said and done. But I feel like Odell Beckham is, is the main guy that's going to get targets just by default. But, you know, when he is healthy, it's hard to argue when he's on his game, he is still pretty good. And I think he's going to be pretty good this week, especially at that $6,600 price tag. Absolutely. And for our third wide receiver, I'm going to extrapolate a quote uh, from earlier in this podcast where Ron Rigney at the Real Ma Day on Twitter said that Zach Wilson will be the highest scoring quarterback on the slate. So for me, I needed a value wide receiver. I know that we're getting a little we're not we're not exactly thrifty with some of our top picks here in the lineup. So I went with Corey Davis and here's the reason he had a great first week against a tough Carolina secondary. I know Zach Wilson has been really bad overall, but excellent in those bad quarterback game slates. I know he's been bad in the ones that we play here, but let's give the guy some credit. He's had some brutal defenses to go up against. Like look how good the Carolina defense has really come out to be now to their credit. They also had a couple cupcake games there themselves, but the Jets have not had an easy schedule. This is their softest pass defense yet. And we have the revenge game narrative. It's 118% consistent in 212 tries. I don't know if that's true. Ask Bob Lung on Twitter and he'll let you know. But the revenge game narrative is one that we love to play. It just as a, I think it's as a fantasy community as a whole. I, I don't know if we hype it up more than what it is, but it seems to work. And at only $5,700 on FanDuel, I, I think Corey Davis is a good buy. He's getting plenty of targets. And at that price, it's kind of the same as with Odell Beckham. You don't really get many wide receiver ones for under $7,000 in a good matchup on FanDuel. Well, we'll get Corey Davis, who's their team's wide receiver number one, for under 6000 And we'll get two wide receiver ones in great matchups under 7000 with Beckham and Corey Davis. So Corey Davis slots in as our wide receiver three. Ron, I only really have one play, actually two plays at tight end this week. So that's kind of why I also gave you the quarterback and the tight end and the defense, because I had no clue to do at tight end other than Travis Kelsey. So if, yeah. if someone doesn't want to play Travis Kelsey, and we don't in the Voltron lineup of the week, who is our tight end here for week four? Our tight end is a $5,800 three for three in clutch games, sixth in total points, 100% consistent Logan Thomas. And, uh, you know, I was, I've, I've gushed over his quarterback already. I'm not going to rehash that. But Logan Thomas is going against that Falcons defense that has allowed three touchdowns to the tight end possession, 15 catches, 174 yards. Yet again, picking on those Falcons, they cannot defend anyone. I think this week is going to be no different. I think Logan Thomas gets in the end zone. I'm not expecting Travis Kelsey-type numbers here, but like I said, for that $5,800 price tag on FanDuel, you know, there's no reason that he can't give you five for 50, six for 60, and at least one touchdown in return. It's some pretty solid value for what you're giving up if you don't want to pay up for Travis Kelsey, which it's hard to do because Travis Kelsey in your lineup is usually guaranteed solid production no matter who they're playing. Yeah, and this week, one Thanos, if you read the consistently catching article, it's it's very hard to get Travis Kelsey in your DraftKings lineup this week and feel good about it. FanDuel, you have a better chance of doing so. But for a flex before we get to the defense, I'm going with David Montgomery. Detroit's allowed the 10th most fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. They've allowed three rushing scores, so about one a week. But they've also allowed three receiving touchdowns to the position. David Montgomery is a dual threat quarterback. I don't know who's under center for them. Maybe Jay Cutler's coming back. I have no clue with all the injuries they have under center, but David Montgomery is a surefire play against this Detroit defense. I like his price tag on DraftKings more than FanDuel admittedly, but 
we had the funds because we got a little thrifty after our first couple picks. So I was okay with it. So I like the matchup against Detroit. They should go a run heavy offense in this contest. And really, I don't want any part of Allen Robinson or Darnell Mooney or Cole Komet. Only bear that I really want in my lineup this week is David Montgomery. So we'll go ahead and close the lineup out. And I think we actually have a little correspondence here with my last pick, but um, we're actually, I should say, an adversary against our, our pick here. But who's the defense? So looking at the defenses this week, uh, I'm, I want to cheap out on this one, and I'm going with a couple of things here. And I'm not being super scientific about this, but I'm going to go with, in, in, I think with both of my lineups so I can save a little cash, I'm going with the Detroit Lions. And you, you might look at that at first and think, okay, why in the hell is he going with the Detroit Lions defense? They've allowed 123.2 quarterback rating thus far. But when you look at who they're playing, they're playing Chicago. And you just kind of made my argument for me. I want nothing on my offensive side of the ball to do with anything in that offense, except David Montgomery. That pass offense, I want nothing to do with it. We saw what it looked like last week. That offensive line is bad. We don't really know what they got at quarterback. It's it's just a recipe for disaster. So it's going to go one of two ways. It's going to go, you're going to get some Ter- you're going to get terrible value here, or it's really going to work out. I like the way that Dan Campbell's got the team playing. They're not that good. If you watch them play against Baltimore, they only allowed 19 points to Baltimore. That ending to that game, the loss was kind of iffy. They picked off Lamar Jackson one time. I think they sacked him, I want to say, four or five times. So I can start to see a little bit of improvement with this team, and I, it's, it's pretty easy to see that that Chicago offense is definitely not Baltimore. So for what you're going to pay for them in both lineups, like I said, 4100 in FanDuel, let me see what they're going to cost you in, in DK. I felt even better about it in DK at that price tag. DK, they're $2,200, which is insane. And I know that, they, you know, like I said, they haven't produced a lot in the past. I, I think this could be a really solid pick here. I mean, if you're spending $2,200 on your defense and you're spending, you know, uh, super cheap at other places, you're going to be able to get those running back studs in your lineup. You're going to be able to get maybe Travis Kelsey even in your lineup with Derrick Henry or Alvin Kamara. And the easy thing to do is if you don't want to play Montgomery, if you're not the biggest fan of playing someone against your defense in your own lineup, you can make it work. But if you want to, you have easy pivots. Like the, I think our lineup has about $200 extra. So you're going to have a hard time going up from someone really. But, I mean, you can always drop a little bit from Montgomery and you're staring down the barrel of like C.D. Lamb. You have D.J. Moore. You have guys like Calvin Ridley, Terry McLaurin. You have plenty of options if you want to drop down there. So you can certainly do that, especially with Heineke in our lineup. If you want to maybe enter this lineup in and then switch out Montgomery for a Terry McLaurin and then have the Heineke McLaurin stack, you could certainly do that. Yeah, guy, um, like on my DK lineup, I'm looking at it right now, and I just had uh, Montgomery in there because I do like Montgomery as a start. But like I said, if you're starting that Lions defense, Chuba Hubbard is right there for 5900 bucks. You, know, you scroll down a little bit, Chase Edmonds. So there's a couple of guys that have decent matchups. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is an ultra-cheap $5,400 on DK. I like that a lot, especially coming off the game he was coming off of. So there's definitely some options you can pivot off of if you're going just running back or, like you said, Colby, at that flex spot. Absolutely. So that is our lineup this week. And, again, that's a podcast exclusive, so that won't make its way into the article. We'll update you guys next week, guys and gals, how it did next week. But, again, podcast exclusive. If you want to check out the articles that we put in our in the Consistently Cash article, you can check that at drroto.com. My DraftKings and FanDuel lineups, Ron's DraftKings and FanDuel lineup are there for you. And again, this is a podcast exclusive. We'll update you guys next week. But make sure you check out all of the great content at drroto.com. Follow Ron on Twitter at TheRealMade. Follow me on Twitter at Colby R. Conway. 
We wish you the best of luck in week four. And as always, stay consistent. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.